Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What's up, solarpreneurs? Taylor Armstrong back with another episode. If you're new to the podcast, our goal here at Solarpreneurs is to make your life easier in solar sales and help you close more deals, generate more leads and referrals, and hopefully have a much better time in the solar industry. Hope you're doing well. As usual, we are free and available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you can find podcasts. And I am just getting back from a week-long trip to Lake Powell. It's in Utah and Arizona. So a little bit uh, little bit jet-lagged, not jet-lagged, but just getting back from vacation, trying to get my mind back into the selling. You know how it is. always takes a couple days to get back into things, but uh, I'm going to be bringing some fire here today. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. First time doing this on the podcast, and that is we're going to analyze a live close on the show we're going to hear, it's actually one of my closes that I did not close. Probably going to hear a lot of things. They're like, why are you saying that? Why are you doing it this way? But I'm happy to put myself out there. I'm happy to hear feedback from the listeners. I already know mistakes that I made. So excited to hear what our listeners think of this. So we're going to be jumping into that. But before that, just wanted to thank everyone for supporting and listening to the show. I try to bring new, fresh content every week. we got some great interviews coming up, so continue to tune into those. And yeah, it's just an honor and a blessing to be coming at you with fresh content every week. And like I said, just getting back from a trip here. If you have not been to Lake Powell, highly recommend it. Um, The only sad thing is the water levels are super low at the lake. We went there growing up. I would always go there as a kid. And, you know, now nowadays you go there and you can only access certain parts of the lake lower than it's ever been. So I hopefully there will be more water because lots of people go, um, you know, you get a houseboat there. You uh, A lot of sales teams I know do like incentive trips there. You do your cliff jumping and uh, it's a great time. But the one lesson I learned there is if you are going to go on the lake for a week and you do not have service, Maybe make sure you set up like a voicemail or an auto text to go out when people text you saying you don't have service. Because I came back and I had like 10 messages from one customer freaking out that uh, he wasn't getting a response and all that. Yeah, so not a great move. So I called and explained to him. But uh, in hindsight, I should have set up a little message, um, you know, voicemail saying I was out of town. For saying I did not have service. So lesson learned. If you do that, you don't have reception. Learn from my mistake. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, let's jump into the show here. So we're going to be going through one of my live closes. This was about a week and a half ago. And I did not close the deal. These people, super solid. Husband, wife were there. They had pretty high bills. 
like, I don't know, $250 average, which is pretty high in California. I just could not close them. And there are several mistakes I made, but the first, I don't know, a couple of mistakes early on that I, ident- I identified is number one, I was not building enough urgency in general throughout this close. I did bring some things up. I said, hey, net metering could be changing in California. Hey, tax credits are running out. But I did not touch on them enough. And the other thing I did, some of these things you'll hear, I did not bring them up till the end of the close. And if you think about it, these things are going to be way more effective if you sprinkle them throughout the close, especially in the beginning stages. Because if you try to do what I did, and that's you wait till the end of the close when they're having objections, when they're trying to stall, what are they going to do? They're going to sniff that out. They're going to say, okay, this guy's just saying this stuff now because I'm hesitant to sign the documents. And so if I would have brought these things up earlier on, then I don't run into that issue as much. They buy it more. So that's one mistake. The second mistake I made, I did skip some steps. Okay, the three beliefs that your customer should have is number one, they need to believe in you. They need to trust you as someone that's going to be there for them, help them in every step of the process. The second, they need to trust your product. They need to trust that solar is going to work for them. Trust that we have the solution to their problem. And number three, they need to trust the company. Okay, and you'll hear here in a minute that they did not trust the company. I didn't, in fact, I didn't even touch on the company. I didn't even bring it up at all. Hey, you shouldn't have to wait till the close for the customer to even know which, which company you're a part of. Okay. And so this cost me, this is another thing that I kind of had to backtrack, talk about my company and didn't look great. So those are probably the two main things that I felt could have been improved upon. You'll probably hear a few more, and we're not going to go through this entire thing. This is like an hour and 20 minutes I have recorded of it. But I'm going to just skip, skip to some key sections. You're going to hear my first attempt at a close. You're going to hear the objections, the stalls the customer brings up, the homeowners bring up. You're going to hear my attempts to overcome them. And let's see what you think. Okay, so let me know if you like this type of content. Hey, maybe it's boring to you. Maybe it's not as helpful, but I would love to get also recordings from other people of your closes, of your door presentations, and we can do, you know, breakdowns of that. I'm thinking of bringing on some other people that are, uh, you know, heavy hitters in solar that could help me do these breakdowns. So let's see what you think. So I'm going to skip to my first attempt at the close. Let's get into it. Ask you guys, assuming we could get it approved, obviously we have to come check the roof. We have to come kind of do our thing, but assuming everything does check out on our end, can you guys think of any reason that it wouldn't be a good idea? Or I don't know. I don't know your company. You probably your company. Okay, that's a fair question. Yeah, so the people doing. Okay, so there you hear my first attempt. I'd gone through the presentation, gone through everything. My first attempt is closing. As hey, look, if everything did go um, according to plans we can improve your home obviously you're doing a takeaway making them want it say we got to check our roof we got to do our part but if everything checks out can you guys think of any reason this wouldn't be a good fit or a good option for your situation and she gave me the first stall first objection which is what I just talked about before is that she didn't know what the company was 
So mistake on my end. And another thing I could have done there that I didn't, something that I actually just learned from Michael O'Donnell's book, is that is just really to figure out if there are any other concerns or objections. And so a way to do this and be like, okay, no, that's that's a good question. That's a good concern. Hypothetically, let's say the company is perfect, five stars. Would there be anything else, any other concerns you guys would have about doing this? Would that be the only thing? Would that be the only thing you need to look at? And really just figure out, is this the only thing? Is this a true concern, true objection? But anyways, you'll hear... You know, I start talking about the company, and we'll brush over this a little bit. But I don't even know if I mentioned that. But they're called Mill Hollands. They're the people that actually come put the panels up there. Sorry, and yeah, you obviously look them up and everything. But they've been doing this thirty years. They're out of San Diego. I don't know. Obviously, you're negatives with everybody, but they got four point five stars. So I don't know. They're thirty years doing this. So yeah, they're no perfect. And yeah, I mean, to be blunt, there's like cheap stuff out there. You guys could go on. I mean, and that's the whole reason that that one is researched. It, I, I actually like hearing that it's not a perfect score because that's telling me that somebody bought that yeah. perfect score. Yeah, for sure. And so you hear kind of how I resolve this a little bit. Um, again, I should have brought this up earlier throughout the presentation, but um, something that I felt went well is that I did bring up the negatives, right? You bring up that there are negatives with every company. There's no company, perfect company out there. The people got to know the bad too. And I think this built a little bit of trust, you know, as I talked about this, is she saw that I wasn't just trying to say we're perfect, right? But it helps that I could bring up the negatives. And then later in the close, I did actually pull up, you know, the pages, Better Business Bureau, um, the Google reviews, I pulled this up so she could see, um, but to no avail, she wanted to look at it herself. So anyways, that's a little section of that. Now let's skip a little bit forward from this. And then they give you like full coverage on the roof, on the panels, on everything. People that are going to do the installation. So if the guys come up and do the installation and they, um, put up the panels and they break our roof tile. They break something on my roof. Yeah. Um, yeah, then we're just going to send Curtis up there. And <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just got, kidding. I've got that insurance on him, so don't even think that it's not a good idea. <laughs> okay, another little you know, thing, hopefully you're doing this, but always use humor in those pressure situations. If you're just serious, just going back and forth on resolving these, sometimes it's going to make it a lot harder. So that was my attempt at using a little bit of humor. Her concern was, hey, what if you guys break my roof tiles up there? And I say, I joke around and say, hey, we're going to send your husband up there. Is that cool? Try and get him to laugh. And then you'll see we kind of start talking about other things, which is good. You want it kind of going off the topic, talking about some other things, then coming back into your clothes. So you hear that's what I did. We diverted a little bit. We talked about how she wants insurance on her husband, whatever, how she has insurance on her husband, which I'd actually hadn't really heard of that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And she goes on to tell me why it's good to have insurance on your, you know, spouse. So yeah, built some rapport with that. 
And then after that, you'll hear I go straight back into an assumption close. Some people do not know how to do this, but you got to learn how to take it from uh, your pick and roll, going off topic, building some rapport, and then bringing it back into the assumptive closing. Got some life insurance on them? No. Accident insurance. Okay. You get hurt and I get paid cash. Yeah. Yeah, no, they That's the best advice I can give you having kids, too. Take that accident insurance. I know it sounds ridiculous, and I pay for it every month, but between broken arms, Another tip for rapport building, people love giving advice. So you'll hear if she comes back to this. I had asked her for like, you know, parenting tips before. And now she's coming back giving me advice, which people love that. If you ask for advice. Side note. Concussions, uh steel worth it. So it's like paper, you know, that that money that you get. Yeah, but to answer your question, Andrea, yeah, they do, you know, that, they do cover, obviously, anything that could happen up there. So they're liable for the roof. They're liable for anything that could happen up there. Yeah, not a perfect company. Yeah, there's probably one out of every 20 worth of broken stuff where they have to come back and fix something. But, yeah, I'll just come back and check it up there. Um, but, yeah, and so they would come probably over the next week or so and just check the roof and check, like, the panel and all that. Um, is it better for you guys, like, morning or afternoon for them to come check that? Or I don't know if you have a preference with that stuff. Probably you. Maybe the afternoon, yeah. Okay. I'm home at, like, 1.30. Okay. So. Okay. I don't think you have to be here as long as. So there you hear another little trial close that I attempted. And at this point, I was feeling pretty confident that we would get them because... Usually as you're going through these, it's my first little close, my second little trial close. Hey, when would be better? Kind of the times I'll close for the site survey, morning or afternoon. And what I'm trying to do is slowly funnel them in to the application process, right? So usually at this point, if you can get them to start agreeing with that, start seeing themselves having the site survey done, they're pretty sold. But you'll see the wife, she comes back and she ultimately starts shutting things down. You can start to hear the husband is the one more sold on this. He starts talking about them, basically picturing them with solar on their roof, talking about the product, but the wife, not so much. So she starts to slowly shut it down, unfortunately. But another great way to do it is do that assumptive site survey time slot close. Um, yeah, they usually don't even need to come in the house. So yeah, they just check the panel and then their roof is all but they have to negotiate the dogs and all that stuff too so and then they have to have the coat put in the gate so yeah okay. <laughs> i guess we have the latest all that going up mm-hmm. i'm like jeez again apologize just skipping through some of the stuff because we start talking about random stuff gate codes and all that and um, so that's what you're hearing right now trying to filter through the stuff that's not as useful but um, another lesson we learned, don't be afraid to, you know, again, talk about random stuff as you're going through this close because closing, it can get serious, but the more you can kind of distract them, there's weave in and out of it. Sometimes you'll be surprised. They had an objection. You'll start talking about random stuff, rapport build, and then they'll completely forget about it. Just go back into it. So that is why you're in some of that. I don't even think I'll have to look at it when it bumps house. You did. Anything, but... They just uh, verify that that's decent, and then I get you all this in writing. 
I'm sorry to see you guys will have more than just my, uh, you know, scribbles on a piece of paper there. Okay. You got all the numbers and everything in writing. And then uh, a couple forms. One goes to the state, one goes to Edison. So we hopefully start getting that, uh, that net metering approval. And then as long as everything's approved, it takes us typically about a week or so to hopefully fully approve everything on our end. If it is, then great. Then they'd obviously start, you know, getting permission from the city, HOA, and doing everything they need to do after that. But if it's not, then we just call you and say, all right, Curtis, we can't do it. And hopefully we're still friends after that. You guys not not going to be mad at me if we can't do it, are you? How, how long does it take them typically to get going on something like this? I mean, in this neighborhood. So you can hear the husband, he's already, he's asking more buying questions. How long does it typically take to get this project project started, get this done? Buying question right there. But you can tell he's more sold on it. He's asking the buying questions. Okay, but I'm walking them through the process. Again, I'm making them feel like it's not their decision. It's more on, can we approve the home or not? I'm trying the takeaway. So you want to take, take the pressure off the decision and put the pressure on you know the actual application on the utility approving it on their home getting approved that should be what's you know factoring the decision more than them deciding yes or no so that's what i'm doing right there i'm sure you put some up in here already right you guys have done some um they're working i don't i think they have been here before but with the people we're working with they haven't gotten anyone installed yet since i've been here oh. i think they have been here Tough to get a hold of it, so okay. Get deal with all that as long as we can get the approval first. Um, but yeah, that's usually that's just a day. Yeah, it's just a day. I'm gonna chill on out there. Okay. What do you want to do, honey? I'm not really excited today, but it's okay. Well, yeah, and so this part, I mean, the way it works, you guys have about a week to. I mean, we have to do our approval. That takes us about a week. Right. And then obviously you guys get everything and, you know, talk about it, ask any other questions, whatever. And then assuming we're both good after that week, then yeah, obviously we'd start going after that. But if we can't do it, we let you know. And if for some reason you guys wake up in the next day or two and decide it's a terrible idea, then by all means, you can let us know too. Um, I don't know if you heard that, Andrea. I just said it takes us about a week to approve it. So you guys have that whole time to obviously, you know, we'll get you everything in writing. And so you're here and there. The wife, she's objecting. She does not want to submit the application. And it was going good until that, you know, husband, he was sounding like he's ready to roll on it. He asked the wife, honey, what do you want to do? I let him, I give him silence, hear what she has to say. She says, no, I don't want to do that until we sit down and talk about it. And I make an attempt to pull back a little bit to give them, obviously this isn't ideal. You want them hopefully thinking they're making a decision yes or no. Okay, so as much as possible, um, it's better to not have to do as much as a soft close as I'm doing right here because I'm really selling it hard on the fact that, okay, well, you guys have the time to look at it, to think about it. It's going to take us the week. Okay, and I'm not telling them anything false. We do have to come do our site survey. And which in our process that usually takes a week to do the site survey and get the results back from that. So I'm not telling them anything that's false. Okay. But really I'm just pushing them to get that application in to hopefully get the credit rolling. Cause what I've found is if I can get people to actually submit the credit application, 
then most of the time I'm going to get them to fill out the actual agreement and, you know, the contract, the forms, as you should be calling them. Okay, always call them forms. Don't say contract. But if you can get them just taking those first steps, it's like a funnel. If you're trying to get them, just take baby step after baby step. And that's the whole closing process. That is my closing process. It's how can I make a tiny commitment, then push a little bit further, then a little bit further, then a little bit further. You're not going to dump it all on them at once. If you just went into someone's house and said, hey, what's your social security number? What's your blood type? They're not going to give you that. But it's taking those baby steps towards the close. And that is what I found to be the easiest way to do it. And that's my attempt right there. But again, the wife shut it down. And um, she was a little bit distracted at this point. You can hear that I kind of have to rope her back in. Probably wasn't as smooth as I could have been. But I'm attempting to just pull back to make them feel like they have the time to look it over, which they do. It's not a lie. And then try and push to get the credit uh, run right there which I know should be give me a decent chance to getting it closed. Um, yeah, if God tells you it's a terrible idea, then we'd leave it at that as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of how the process works. I want to talk about that in a little bit between the two of us before we start even just jumping into anything. You know, I want to research the company before we even say anything. Okay. What if we change our mind about what side? Then that changes the direction. Come on, east in. Come on. Come on. It's Jerry changing the rims on his car. I gotta see if it's something that I'm even comfortable with. Yeah. Change, like, don't make me change something. Gosh. I know, change is terrible. <laughs> I know Edison's a great company, but. Oh, Okay, so you hear some dogs running around in the background there. So that is, but basically what it comes down to is the wife, she does not trust me. Okay, I already showed her, I already told her the company was decent. I already overcame some of it, but she's stalling. She does not trust it. Okay, she's worried about the things that could go wrong and it's a lack of trust. So you'll, I, you know, I keep trying, I hang in there. Um, but can't get it done. I pull up reviews from the company. Maybe I'll skip into some of that, but that's basically the close and basically how it ended. Okay, and so let's see. I'll skip through another couple sections here, see if there's anything useful, but it's kind of what it came down to. Yeah, well, no, so that's kind of the purpose of everything, too, though, Andrew, is we do our things, and obviously you guys have time to, you know, research all your stuff, too. Because, yeah, we're not asking you guys to be like, a thousand percent right now but yeah obviously if we can get it approved and then assuming you guys are good after we're approved then we're okay we say okay all right we'll get going on it what this does it just allows us to also lock in your edison application because yeah what they're trying to change um it's so here's another example of how i'm trying to push urgency on them right now but it doesn't really work because i should have done this towards the beginning but she knows the white Andrea, she can probably tell, she can sniff it out that I'm just saying this to try and get her to submit it. And it may even backfire on me, but that's the mistake I made. The fee, what they've got the solar, what they're trying to change. Yeah. You guys don't get too many outages out here, do you? 
Any other questions and we'll be we'll be in touch as they're kind of getting that approval as well. Does that sound fair? I don't want to sign anything today. I don't want anything hitting my credit. I know it's a soft lift, but I don't want to sign anything. Okay, so I make another attempt. We go through. You know, I overcome that little objection, you know, go through the net metering stuff, make another attempt. And again, she's stalling. She doesn't want to run the credit. I tell her it's a soft check, yada, 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 but it just comes down. She's just pulling out everything in the book to not do anything today. I want the numbers and I want to do the research first before we go into anything. Okay. Okay, well, we did just have Curtis's name on her. So, I mean, is that okay if we just do it under Curtis's name? And then, I mean, it's the soft check on his name, but I mean, I know it doesn't like bring down the credit or anything. My parents did this too, so yeah, that part I know. For well, sure. she, I mean, she, uh, she pays the bill, so I'd rather just let her look into it if that's what she wants to do, and then um, look into the company and get from there. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, it's like any a purchase on anything. We want to make sure that it's the right thing for us. And like I said, we're still on. We still typically have another house that we could move to that we're. So you hear what I try? I say, hey, let's just do it in the husband's name. He's okay with it. <laughs> so I make a little attempt to just take her out of it. Just be like, hey, just let the husband take the blame for whatever happens. Um, you can see it doesn't work. Hey, um, not going too good at this point. Things are going pretty downhill. They're pretty made up on their decision. And after this, I think that's all we'll listen to, but um, I did make one more attempt. And that's another lesson. Just never give up. Always keep yourself in the close. You can see that this was like my third attempt at the closing, even though they've already told me, no, we want to wait. We want to talk about it. I make one more attempt. So I think that was four attempts. Um, probably could have done more, but my mind kind of blanked out, ran out of closes. So that is a secret. Make sure you have enough closes and enough ways to keep redirecting that you can keep going on and on and on without sounding pressure, pressury, without sounding pushy. You can redirect and keep attempting another close because it may take seven to 10 closes before you can lock people down. Okay. And so the next close I tried was I tried to throw an old incentive. I said, hey, we're going to what, what we do, um, our company, they're trying to schedule all their site surveys for the same time. So they don't always do this, but um, I know they are trying to fill their schedule for next week. If I could get them to offer you, I don't know, 500 bucks or maybe a discounted rate, something like that, could we at least get your application in to lock this, you know, lock in the numbers I've told you, um, get your application in. You guys still have time to look over and um, worst case back out if you have to, but we'd get you some sort of incentive for helping them out. So that was my last kind of Hail Mary attempt. Tried to throw in the little incentive, the bonus close. Did not work. Wife still shut it down. Still did not want to do anything. And that was basically it after that. Okay, looking back, I should have tried the competition close. It's another great one saying, hey, our company's in a competition right now. I know you guys need to think about this. I know you need to review all the numbers. But we are in, we're down by two points against 
or other side of even if you're not in a, you're always in a competition okay you don't have to be actively being in a competition but don't lie about it but you can be in a competition with yourself whatever but say hey um it's for a pair of shoes it's for this and that i'll give you guys that but it really mean a lot you can be the lebron james you can hit the game winner for me so could we could we i'd really appreciate it could we get this in just to help the team win and you still have the time you need and just throwing in that kind of personal touch, right? Not making it so businessy, but almost asking them a personal favor. So that's another kind of last ditch Hail Mary close that I, you know, probably would have attempted. Probably wouldn't have worked. The wife was pretty made up, you know, basically made up her mind at that point. But that's how it goes. Yeah, you're not going to get them all. Okay, I know there's other things I could have done, so I'd love to hear the feedback. Maybe our listeners can give me some feedback. I'm still learning every day. I know there's closures that probably could have locked this one down, but that's how it goes. And so on to the next one. You're not going to win them all. And most important thing I've seen in this business doing this six years now, never get too high, never get too low. Maybe I would have closed this one, but then they cancel the next day. Okay, so you can't get too jacked up on your closes. You got to keep an even kill and just keep moving forward. Focus on the controllables, the thing you can control. And that's what I found to be the most helpful. Okay, because when you let your emotions control you, when you let people anger you, they control you. He who angers you controls you, as my friend Taylor McCarthy says. And so hopefully that was helpful to some of you. Okay, I look forward to hopefully doing more closing breakdowns. And um, that's what it's about. I would definitely recommend recording your closes because I learned a lot just listening back. It's amazing what you can learn just listening back without any feedback from anyone. This was so helpful for me, just breaking it down for myself and really analyzing what I could, could have done better. Same thing that pro athletes do. Same thing that any professional does when he's trying to improve is they track it, they measure it, they adjust it, they go back and listen to the play-by-play, see what they could have done better. Our field is no different. That is what we should be doing in solar if we really want to maximize our results and make improvements. So hopefully that helps. Send this to someone who could use some help on their closes. And we look forward to hearing you on the next episode. Share this, like this. Send this to someone who could uh, get some value from it and appreciate you guys. Love you and see you on the next episode. What's up, solarpreneurs? Hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you run out and start selling more solar yourself, wanted to let you know about an exciting new cheat sheet we created specifically for you in mind. One of the top questions I get asked on Instagram, on Facebook, by our listeners is, Taylor, where should I start? What episodes should I listen to in the podcast? You got too many podcasts, man, because now we have over 200 episodes. So what we've done, we created the top 10 most downloaded, most listened to, and I would say widely accepted, most useful podcasts that we've done here on Solarpreneur. We put them together all in one sheet. So you can go, you can hit the ground running, especially if you're new, you do not want to not have this sheet. So go download it right now. It's going to be at top10.solarpreneurs.com. Again, that's top10, the number 10.solarpreneurs.com. Don't forget the S on solarpreneurs. 
We will have that in the show notes. Go download it right now. And especially if you have not listened to him, go listen to him and you can re-listen to him. That's going to show you how. So go download it and we'll see you on the other side.